The number of federal workers who have the flexibility to work from home seems to be on the decline. There are valid arguments for and against telework, but as ICF Senior Vice President Jeff Neal explains to Federal News Network's Eric White, there's a compromise somewhere. You know, we're seeing agencies attempting to roll back telework, and we, we've seen that in the, in the Department of Agriculture, in the Department of Education, at the Social Security Administration. And they, the reasons that some of these agencies have stated are reasons that I've heard from other agencies and I've heard from people in the private sector. That's a, a belief that that telework makes it harder to get things done. There are people who telework and really don't work when they're teleworking. Uh, that makes scheduling meetings very difficult uh, and that it could negatively affect productivity. So those are the arguments some agencies are making. At the same time, you have people who are who are running telework programs that are very effective. And they're seeing almost the opposite. They're seeing increases in productivity. They're seeing improvements on their federal employees' viewpoint survey scores. They're seeing improved retention. They're seeing cost reduction. So you know, what you've got is, is one side saying telework is bad and the other side saying telework is good. And I think the truth is probably, excuse me, the truth is probably in there somewhere. Uh, But what I've found and and what other folks have found is that many times the quality of telework programs uh, is driven by the culture of the agency. And so if you have a, a culture of mistrust in the agency, telework isn't going to work. Where you have managers who don't trust their employees and who think they need to to watch them work to ensure they're working, you're not going to have successful telework programs. So they, people tend to, to get what they expect out of the telework program. You know, I've worked with, I've worked with senior executives and generals and admirals in the Department of Defense who didn't like telework, and because they didn't like telework, they constantly found reasons why it didn't work and why it was a problem while some of their counterparts in the same agency in similar positions ran telework programs using the exact same rules that we were deploying across all of DLA, and they had effective telework programs. And so I I became convinced over the years that, that the people who see telework as bad and get bad results of it from it are telling the truth from their perspective. And the people who see it as good and are getting good results from it are telling the truth. And neither one of them really stops to think that perhaps their actions are driving the success or the failure of the telework program. It also depends on the worker, right? I mean, if, if someone is not an engaging worker in the office, that's maybe not necessarily going to change if they're doing it from home and same, you know, vice versa. A good worker in the office is more likely going to have higher productivity at home. So, and we see that over and over and over again. And I've heard that from high performers over and over and over again. They can get so much more done because they don't have people sticking their head in their cubicle and asking them questions and they don't have they don't have the distraction of all the noise in a in an office setting. Uh, on the other hand, the people who goof off sitting in a cubicle in, a, in an agency office are more likely to goof off even more sitting you know, in their in their pajamas in their bedroom working. So uh, there are people who 
who get really good productivity boosts out of telework. And there are people who goof off on telework and give telework and other employees a bad name. The, the, the sad thing about that is that the people who goof off when they're at work shouldn't be doing that either. So those managers who say, well, you know, Betty Lou's always goofing off, so why would I let her go home and do it? Well, why do you let her do it in the office? You know, coming to work is more than than presenting yourself to, in, in front of a cubicle and then doing nothing. We're speaking with Jeff Neal. He is the senior vice president of ICF and also former chief human capital officer for the Department of Homeland Security. What is the generational gap as it relates to the view on telework? Well, before older listeners you know, call you and start screaming that you've got an ageist on that you're interviewing, I'm I'm one of that that older generation. I'm a, a baby boomer. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and, and I very clearly see a difference. You know, when you're looking at somebody 25 years old, they're very comfortable communicating via tech extremely comfortable as much in some cases more so than having a face-to-face conversation with somebody i even struggle sometimes with with that generation not wanting to have a telephone call and preferring to text so so i I think some of it is generational and and i think that's a big part of it and and you know just because of the way things because of the way things work the people in charge tend to be the older people. And so people who have a bias against using technology for communications are the ones who are making the decisions in some cases. And let's talk about the difference between uh, genders. I was doing a story on our website about telework, and the picture that I had chosen just from the random bank of pictures was a person at their computer at home uh, wearing their pajamas. And I had a, a woman call me up and actually take offense to that photo because she was saying, you know, you're just fortifying the idea that people who work from home are just in their pajamas not doing anything all day. She did explain to me how not letting workers telework affects women more than it affects men. What is the differences there in views of telework by gender? So women can benefit from telework more in some cases. One thing I would say about that, the call you got from the lady who said, you know, showing a picture of somebody in their pajamas hurts the cause on telework. I think that's one of the problems that we have sometimes that people, people have an idea of, of how they think work should be done. And I've had people who are teleworkers who say, look, when I am teleworking, I get up in the morning, I go through the same routine that I go through to get ready for work. And instead of getting in my car and driving to work or getting on the train or bus and getting to work, I sit down at my home office desk and I start work. But, you know, I I look like I'm like I would look at, at the office. And that, in some respects, is a, it's a very personal decision for how you want to, to act and look when you're teleworking. And for that person, you know, they, they believe that being prepared to work means being dressed for work. But other people may not think that. Jeff Neal, Senior Vice President at ICF and former Chief Human Capital Officer at Homeland Security, speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. Find this interview in Jeff's column at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Pop quiz. What can you buy for three ninety nine? 
Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.